Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters podcast. This is episode 39. We got Chris and Brian. Um, this time around, we're going to talk about our recent um, training event. We call it the Rifle Optics Appreciation Night. Uh, we went back to basics on things and ran all iron sights uh, for this particular training event. Uh, we did a bunch of basic rifle marksmanship stuff at 50 yards uh, and then did some, some work up close at anywhere from five yards to about 15 yards and then went back out to 50 and did some more kind torture. of high, yeah, torture like phys, high physical output <laughs> with uh, marksmanship uh, so just kind of break some of those things down uh, I was running a 16 inch AR-15 with flip up um, Magpul M-Bus iron sights on it uh, Chris you were running a da what, comrade the gun from the glorious revolution. So, uh, yeah, uh, 74, AK-74, uh, 5.45x39 arsenal gun, 16-inch uh, barrel iron sights. Um, and, and I'll get into, the, you know, this a little bit later, but it did have modified iron sights. Then I'll talk about that in a little bit when we hit some of those stuff that we did. So, but yeah. yeah. So Yeah, we started out, you know, kind of call it like sunset-ish, um, yeah. going into night um, with weapon-mounted lights. Kind of. Um, <laughs> yeah. Those of us that didn't regretted it. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we'll talk about that too. <laughs> um, if you're going to be shooting in the dark, put a light on your gun. Um, be prepared. So because I wasn't, and a couple other in the tribe were not, and uh, and so we ended up having to do some buddy lighting, which is short for bullshit. But either way, anyway. So yeah. <laughs> yep. Mia um, culpa. Mia maxima culpa. Yeah. Kind of the the first thing to keep in mind with iron sights. Uh, is one they're really hard to see in the dark yep. even with the light yeah um honestly they're not exactly easy to see in the daylight um, depending on what your eyesight looks like yeah how yeah um you know chasing 50 years old um looking at blacked out iron sights on a blacked out center of a ba target um it is it, not insurmountable when there's light but it's nor is it easy um, you know, if you've got young eyes and, and you do it a lot, you can get fast with it. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I do not have young eyes and I don't do it a lot and I'm not fast with it. Um, I would say competent maybe came to mind, but that was about the limit of it. Um, there was no excelling going on. There was just basic competence. Yeah. So. As, as far as I go, I've got astigmatism <clears throat> in my right eye, which is my rifle eye, uh, makes the front sight sort of vibrate horizontally. Uh, which is not really conducive to putting rounds in the exact same hole every single time. Yeah. Uh, so do be you know do be aware when you're going to zero uh, or do basic rifle marksmanship stuff with iron sights. You know achieving the same sight picture is absolutely critical. Um, you know it takes a lot of practice um, to be able to put that front sight you know in the circle of the rear sight, have it be in the same place. Uh, we're going from you know one focal plane effectively with a red dot or with an optic of some sort yeah. to having you know three focal planes that need to be kept um, you know to be aware of and to try to focus then on that front sight um, is definitely much more of an optical challenge um, for your eye to pull off <coughs> and having said that um, the reality check if you have an astigmatism if you wear glasses if you get old if you're lucky enough to get old um, you know, suck it up and overcome those things. Uh, one of the reasons we did this night was, you know, basically as that reminder, hey, some of these things aren't easy, but they're doable. Um, 
everybody in the group ended up shooting respectably, I think, at some point or another, running iron sights, even in a lower light environment. Um, and there aren't a lot of spring chickens running around with us in that group. So, you know, I, it's fine that Brian's got astigmatism. It's fine that I'm old and don't see well up close. Um, but there's the reality check of who cares, make it work. Um, and, and, and I think everybody was able to do that. So, you know, so some of the shortcomings that you may have as an individual, unique human being um, do not still make you a special snowflake. So get out and learn how to make your crap work, um, even when it's not necessarily easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, starting off the night, we confirmed or adjusted zeros as necessary. Um, so just five rounds prone at 50 yards on a B8 target. Um, from there, we did the four position 200 point aggregate. So five shots standing, kneeling, sitting, and then prone. Um, this was an untimed drill. Uh, I think I shot a 181 out of 200. Chrissy did what, a 185? 186. 186. Wayne shot a 185, I shot a 186, so yeah. Uh, so definitely, you know, that's putting everything inside at least the nine ring, yeah. you know, a lot of tens Yeah. <clears throat> for that drill. Uh, I shoot that with an optic, usually about 196. Um, so I felt like I'd, I dropped a little bit with the irons. Yeah. Um, but definitely, you know, everything's still in the black. Um, the next thing we did was the the same thing but for time um, this was really interesting to watch you know guys that would normally shoot this drill in probably 30 to 45 seconds were up around like a minute and a half um, maybe longer maybe a little shorter yeah um, I found that I had five rounds in the in the bullseye of the B8 and then I had a nice group that was like about four inches to the right and four inches up from where the B8 was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, which just goes like with as far as like cheek weld and you know up up ah, keeping that front sight exactly where it needs to be in the rear sight. Um, at this point, we were transitioning from having enough daylight to get things done to running you know weapon mounted lights or having somebody else with a flashlight light up the target. Uh, you know, it just creates shadows and more challenges. And um, with the irons than you would have with yeah. the red dot. And there's probably something going on there for you too, being being left eye dominant, but having to shoot through your right eye. And I actually, then, I closed my left eye for did, that. Okay, got, okay. Um, you know, so, you know, and, and that changes how things look too. So, I mean, you know, there's that reality check of, you know, again, that's why we're out doing it while nobody's shooting at us. But, you know, I think everybody learned something. Um, one of our guys blew through his shooting portion of that in... 20 some seconds um maybe even a little faster than that uh didn't didn't wayne just blow through the shooting portion no of it? he was like 50 seconds what okay i was thinking because he had a really low time overall but he shot relatively quickly compared yeah. to the rest of us um and and so the because there's a time component to it he kind of uspsa'd it um it seemed like his final score ended up being the best final score yeah his his final score was close to what he did on time yeah um, you know, former Marine, you know, really learned how to shoot iron sights a long time ago. Yeah. And is really good with the rifle. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, be able to do, to put rounds where they need to go with the rifle under time constraints is definitely important. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the irons, I don't know if they, they necessarily slowed me down a lot. Maybe they should have slowed me down a little bit more than they yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, if you're trying to, trying to push things for time 
you know, I was essentially, every time I had the sight picture I wanted, uh, I was sending it around downrange. Um, you know, I was at 45 seconds, so that's about one shot every two point something seconds, um, yeah. which, you know, 50 yards is about where it should be. Yeah, yeah, that's that's decent timing. Um, the other thing to take into consideration with transition from position to position, so you were probably shooting a little bit faster than that. Yeah, a little bit, not not a I'm, lot, but a little I'm bit. Pretty yeah. quick going from yeah. those positions. Yeah, I'm not so um, absolutely. Uh, one of the things that you know that, that came back to the forefront for me with iron sights was that um, accepting your wobble, knowing that you know you're going to have a little bit of movement. You see movement with your crosshairs, you see movement with your dot, and you see movement with your irons. I don't know why I'm more comfortable with it with my irons because maybe I'm not seeing as much of it. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure, but I was a lot more comfortable with you know, just driving the trigger and, and trying to get the gun where you wanted it and driving the trigger. And when the gun went bang, it went bang rather than, you know, trying to snatch it when it looked perfect. Um, and, and that showed on the non-timed version. And then when we went to the timed version of it, I, I found myself chasing the shot a couple of different times and I paid for it dearly um, with some with some ugly hits. Uh, they were hits, but they weren't where I wanted them to be. So yeah. and I could then I called probably six of them out of twenty and it was that was kind of disheartening for a moment. So I'm okay now though. I'm all right <laughs> now. I'm all right. So yeah, yeah. yeah. From there, uh, after the the timed version of the four position two hundred point aggregate drill, um, we went up to fifteen yards and ran the Hackathorn headshot standards on Ipsic backers. So the, this drill is at fifteen yards. You got three targets spread three yard or Five yards apart, three yards apart. Either way, whatever. Something about that. Google it. Um, The idea is to hit, you know, one round in each head in under three seconds. Um, Our group is generally pretty good about being able to do that when we're running this with red dots. Yeah. Um, The first time around, we did it, and we we shoot it three times, so left to right, right to left, and then shoot the guy in the center, and then figure it out from there. Yeah. Um, You know, we start from the low ready facing the targets. And I felt like four seconds ish was probably a pretty good run for mm-hmm. most people. Yeah. Uh, so the you know going from red dot to irons in this case was worth a second. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I was consistently right around four, four and a half with iron sights um, with a gun that I'd never really shot before. Um, the first run through that, the the facing downrange run through that, um, I was consistently at like I said right around four, four and a half. Um, it got dark. That's in the middle of that is when it actually got dark because I ran it without a light the first time, uh, clean but slow, and then the second time we went through and that's when we started buddy lighting, turning up range, and, and getting some light on the target. And given the light on the target was like cheating because then I got down below four a couple of times um, with irons, um, so that that made a difference. You know, light makes a difference. If you're, did I mention if you're going to be on the dark, put a light on your gun. So just thinking out loud. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, one of the, the big things, you know, going up closer is all of a sudden mechanical offset becomes an issue. Yeah. Uh, we had a number of people not really figure out what their mechanical offset was with iron sights. Yeah. Um, which was kind of ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and with um, an AK, there's nowhere near as much mechanical offset. Um, there's just a crappy trigger and ugly sights to deal with. So. Yeah. Yeah, and then after that, we did uh, Mozambique drills from 15 yards, 12 yards, 9 yards, 7-ish yards, and about 5 yards. Um, so two to the 
the body upper chest area of the target, one into the head box of the target. Um, part time, two and a half seconds. Yeah. Especially towards the <clears throat> fifteen. Uh, a number of was, number of us were running right around one second flat. Yeah. Um, at five yards, um, with the irons, so not really. People that knew what they were doing and could run the rifle, um, you know, between irons and the red dot, we were running the same times. Yeah, close enough. I don't think close enough that it mattered. I know at five yards, um, there were at least two or three people that broke one. Um, and I know that at 15, I didn't see very many people over two and a half seconds. As a matter of fact, I still saw a lot of people chasing two seconds, like right around yeah. two seconds. So fairly easy drill, as long as you don't get sloppy with a headshot at 15 yards. At, at, at nine, seven, and five, you can almost do that on autopilot. Yeah. So, um, but again, having a light on your gun would have been handy. Um, there were a, you know a few guys that there were definitely more drop heads than there probably should have been sure in that drill um, yeah, yeah it was one of those things where you know if you're used to looking for that dot having no dot all of a sudden change things up yeah if, if you if you have mechanical comfort with the rifle if you've got you know and I don't necessarily care for the term muscle memory but if you've got the the neural pathways created and you understand the kinesthetics of running the rifle um you know at, at, at 10 yards and in two shots to the body and one to the head is something that really you should be using the index of the outline of the gun and four points of contact you know i don't know how much you actually need your sights even to make the headshot um and i think a lot of people when they go to irons it's almost like going left-handed. You kind of like go blind for a second, and you don't, you know. And what's what's Frank Proctor say? Let it do. Yeah. Um, you're you. A lot of us have done this stuff enough times and have enough iterations and enough reps. Just just trust what you're seeing and and don't screw up the trigger press. Um, and, and I saw a lot of guys, you know, maybe slowing down a little bit because hey, it's iron sights, and I don't know how necessary that was necessarily. But having said that, everybody blew through it pretty quickly, so. Yeah, uh, and then from there we finished out our event with uh, the rifle engines drill. So uh, thirty rounds, three minute part time on a B8, fifty yards. Uh, start from the low ready, standing up, uh, <coughs> drop into a lunge, which is effectively a kneeling position. Uh, fire one round at the target, stand back up, drop to a lunge on the other side, fire another round at the target. Uh, and then you know repeat until your magazine is empty or three minutes elapses. Yeah. Uh, first score so 300 points possible. Um, the physical part I think for some of us wasn't so bad. The trying to do the iron sights, you know, with the physical part definitely became more of a challenge. Sure. Um, you sure. know, and at this point it definitely was full dark. You're either using your weapon mounted light or using you know somebody with a flashlight. Buddy lighting, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what for me, what should have been or what felt like was going to be a fairly tight group looked a little bit more like a, a shotgun pattern. Yeah, I was most things were inside the six ring on a big B8, which effectively is you know inside of a inside of a backer, but definitely not as tight as I would have would have liked. Yeah, definitely, and I will say that I um, I think I experienced some of the lighting issues you were talking about, but I also experienced that uh, that Monday was a leg day for me already. So I'm going to throw out excuses um, and just be like that about it. 
Um, so my legs were already pretty cooked. When I hit about 20 on the lunges, all of a sudden the wheels fell off. And that dropping into a good set kneeling position, getting an elbow on something, on a knee, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm not sure why, but the wheels fell off. Um, so I'm not sure. The, apparently the gravitational pull of my sphincter yanked my head into it uh, like a black hole or something. I don't know. It was bad. Um, because I, I did well before, and I had a decent pattern around the black, but then like the last 10 rounds were just a train wreck. They were everywhere. And it was totally stepping away from basic rifle marksmanship then not stepping into a kneeling position that I was comfortable with. And I, and I don't know why I did that, because I wasn't really out of breath or anything either. That's a drill that's not yeah. a big deal. That's kind of a warm-up kind of deal. So, But yeah, uh, that, that didn't go well for me, and that's something I'd like to work on more. Um, because it is a quick field expedient position that you're likely to use around a lot of different types of cover. And changing, yeah. changing the vertical aspect of where your head and your chest are is probably a really good thing if you'd like to not get shot there. And it's a quick, easy way to do it. It's a movement that I feel like I need to work on mastery of getting into that position, getting out of it and stand up and walk away. But getting into it repeatedly maybe needs some drilling for me. So, live and learn. Yeah. Um, which just kind of brings you know, brings us back to the point of um, you know, every... I'm trying to, trying to think about how to say this, but basically every round you spend trying to get really, really good at your irons... Um, is a round that you could you could spend getting absolutely outstanding um, with some kind of a red dot optic or a low power variable optic. Um, you know, as far as iron sights, you know, it's almost the end of 2019. As far as iron sights go on long guns, you know, have them, understand how they work, be able to use them, but spend the majority, if not almost all of your training, um, you know, working red dots or working low power variables and really get outstanding with that optic yeah i'm almost going to throw iron sight shooting into the realm of um reloads with retention or tack reloads on a pistol it's it's something you should absolutely know how to do um it's something you should be able to do competently um if not blindingly fast um but it's one of those things that i think at this day and age sure your battery can die sure your optic can die um and yes, you should know how to use the bumpy things with the hole in them and stuff like that on the on the gun. Um, but there's a reality check too. There's there's better ways to do it, and I would spend more time mastering those ways and having the backup sights as a backup sight option. If you're a professional end user, maybe that changes a little bit. But I, I don't even know if that's the case. I don't even know if that's the case. If you're a professional end user, you should be doing better and more frequent PM on your gun and know the status of your batteries and your tools and stuff like that better. Um, you know, so I understand learning how to use the irons and understanding how they work, but but necessarily spending a lot of time mastering them, especially as a civilian in a defensive environment. Um, if you're shooting as a civilian, if you're shooting people at, at 300 feet, you're you're probably the bad guy. Um, you know, so I guess I'm just not as worried about that at this stage of the game for me anymore. Yeah. Of, of me- truly mastering the irons, um, it's a good exercise. It's something to go do. Um, I will also throw out there, those of you who have a tribe, if you're kind of the leader of that tribe or you're the gun guy in that tribe and you want to train other people how to use um, a firearm, um, the, the, the general consensus has always been, well, go learn your irons first and then we'll put a dot or a scope on your gun. And, and I think that has changed dramatically. I mean, some of the best shooters and trainers in the world are telling people that, you know, I can put a dot on your gun and if I can teach you to manage your trigger press without moving the dot, then explaining iron sights to you at some point down the road becomes a lot easier because you've already learned to 
press the trigger without moving the gun, um, which is a, a vastly important concept. So, you know, if you are taking new people out, especially, you know, kids, uh, new shooters, and, and saying, well, you got to learn your irons first. Well, you know, we're not going to the NOM. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're here now in 2019. You know, take someone out, give them that confidence, let them enjoy shooting, let them learn how to press the trigger without screwing up a sight picture, being a dot on the target or crosshairs on yeah. the target. And then at some point, when, when they're comfortable and maybe have some mastery there, go back to what's a little more difficult and teach them why iron sights suck. And if they're young enough, they may actually think iron sights are cool for a little while, but probably not. So, yeah, definitely. You know, the the dot first mentality is where it's at. Yeah. Um, I, I know I've got a number of guns with low power variables on them that don't have backup iron sights. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't. And again, I don't think that's the end of the world. You know, I mean, I, I run the the pistol that I run primarily, the AR pistol that I run primarily. Um, I use the rear optic. I use the optic as a rear aperture. Um, it's a large rear aperture, but in general, I know where the front sight sits in it. And while I may be able not be able to shoot, you know, inch groups at 50 yards with it, I can ruin your day with it, and that's kind of the idea. Um, you know, so having said that, backup iron sights from Magpul are relatively cheap. You know, you can throw a, I think it's a $60, $57 and change device to throw in the back of your gun. But if you're out of space, you know, that's fine too. Um, also bear in mind, you know, a secondary sighting system, if your iron sights become a tertiary sighting system on your gun, i.e. you have a dot optic, and then you also have a laser designator or something like that because you've got a night vision capable weapon that also has a visible light laser, that may become your secondary sight system. Uh, I had a conversation with a law enforcement guy who's like, yeah, uh, my backups are backups to my backups kind of deal. Um, you know, he runs a dot and then runs an IR and visible laser on the same unit. And if the dot goes down, he's going to go to the laser. And then from there, maybe to iron sights. And another one of those guys who's kind of negotiating mentally with himself about whether or not he really even wants irons on the gun. And there may be an SOP issue there for him with his department yeah. that says you have to have them. Um, you know, and sometimes bureaucracies can be slow to make those changes as well. But, you know, there are, there, if you see pictures of current guys, high-level SF guys, it's not uncommon to see, you know, a Schmidt short dot um, a peck or, or whatever else or a mall or whatever the case may be and, and no irons on the gun at this stage of the game because they don't have room for them um, and they've got other devices to make up for it. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, kind of moral of the story, you know, have have iron sights, understand the how they work, what they do, uh, have them zeroed if they're going to be on your rifle yeah. um, because unzeroed backup sights are kind of useless. Well, they're, they're a liability. Yeah, I mean, if, you know, if your optic does go down and you think you're going to make a good hit on somebody and you end up shooting the wrong person or missing somebody entirely, um, you know, that may have been the warning the bad guy needed to do whatever else the bad guy was going to do. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's more than it, it's, yeah, it's a liability. So have your shit squared away for sure. Yeah, but you know, seriously, if you, don't, if you don't have some kind of optic on your defensive rifle, um, that needs fixed. Yeah. It's 2019. Optics are good. They're reliable. They work all the time. Um, they're clear. They don't have you know recoil issues with changing zeros. Yeah. Um, they, they they won't make you grow hair on the palms of your hands. I promise. Yeah, and then you know really master running the rifle with that optic. Yeah. Um, it will it will make you better, more efficient, um, putting rounds where they need to go all the time, in all kinds of lighting conditions. Yep. Um, way more effectively than running iron sights will. Yep. 
yeah if you got questions um hit us up we're on facebook and instagram at cap city outfitters you can find us on the web at capcityoutfitters.com and then stop in and see us we're in hilliard ohio 4465 cemetery road yeah see you guys soon thanks guys